Hello and welcome to the Denver Diatribe, a weekly discussion of culture, news, and stuff as it pertains to Denver, Colorado, the most astonishingly fascinating metropolis between Omaha and Salt Lake City. This week, when bedbugs attack, elephants stampeding to the Denver Zoo, and with the loss of Mello and Lala, are there any Denver celebrities and does anyone care? In the studio, we have Westward's staff writer, Joel Warner, and another Westward staffer, Melanie Asmar, who wrote this week's cover story on bedbugs, and that's going to be our first topic. Uh, let's uh, just cue I understand Denver is like the sixth or the fourth largest uh, in terms of the, the bedbug epidemic, but this is one of those de- epidemics that I think my sense of it from reading your piece was it's icky and they hurt, but it's not freaking cholera. Right? Right. Yeah. There is no real evidence that bedbugs spread diseases. Even though apparently they can pick them up, they can't spread them from human to human. There's been no evidence of that. So, yeah. So, they're gross and they bite you at night and you'll probably stay awake all night thinking about them eating you, um, but you won't get, like, sick from it. Right. And is it is – because it, a lot of the, the bed bug mania was – due in part to the big outbreak in New York City, I take it. That's why we, we've heard so much about it before your story, at least I have. And I had heard, I knew at least, well, I know at least one person in Denver who had a bed bug problem. Um, but is that, you know, is, and then the bites are worse than mosquitoes, but I guess that what I'm trying to get at is, so? <laughs> right, yeah. I mean, that's kind of the, that's kind of the question. And there's definitely a school of thought out there that says, People have lived with this for generations. You know, Americans are are wussy, and we just need to put up with it, like other countries do, and we should too. So, so, so people everywhere else just have bed bugs all the time. I guess so. Is this like a normal part? Like, like do they like, get bed bugs like pets in other countries? Well, like, I just, I, I wasn't aware <laughs> of that it was this u- ubiquitous thing that everyone had bed bugs everywhere, Melanie. Someone told me that, and I, this is, I do not have any evidence to prove this, but someone told me that. In India, if you're like all the fancy hotels apparently have bed bugs. And if you're someone rich and famous, what they'll do is they'll hire someone to sleep in your bed the night before you sleep there. <laughs> no, I like the story. I want to keep going. This is awesome. We're, we're making funny faces because we like the story here. And um and the bed bugs will feed on him, and then they'll be full. And so the next night, you can sleep there, and you won't get bitten. See, that, that, I sounds, thought you were... that sounds so. Having been to India, that sounds so plausible. <laughs> it's not just because even like the like you go to the equivalent of a truck stop truck stop bathroom, and there's a bathroom attendant. You know, <laughs> there are so many people there that that they will create a job for anyone. Mm-hmm. I mean, see, see, what I thought you were going to say was that someone would sleep with you in the same bed and get middle night and be like, oh, here's a bed bug on you. I'll take that off. I'll take this one off too. And I was like, oh, okay. Maybe, that's what they maybe. want. I don't know. Yeah, maybe I mean, I, mean I, I want to bring this whole thing about how this whole, like, this whole, like, bed bug fury kind of started because it popped up in New York. And I think it brings up, you know, for me, a curiosity. I mean, like, literally, can we have anything that happens in this country of any value that doesn't start first in New York? Like, the whole, like, snowstorm apocalypse thing. It first had to happen in New York, and then we get to name all the other snowstorms because New York named snowstorms. And now that New York had bed bugs, well, now we have to have bed bugs, too. Yeah, Melanie, what's wrong with you? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> well, they say the, the way they came here again was because they were pretty much eradicated from DD due to DDT in the 50s in the U.S. And, you know, they come via travel. And so New York is one of the biggest, you know, 
everyone everyone goes comes to New York yeah. comes through New York. So that's why it started there. They think. So if we all boycotted New York, yeah. Uh, the thing I, I, <laughs> I did find interesting about your piece and just about the problem in general is a. So many people, you can gather someone thoroughly inspect your place for bed bugs and they won't find any because they're so tiny, good at hiding, whatever. Mm-hmm. Or, the, you know, and the fact that they, they can live without food for a year. Yeah, pretty gross. Is that, is that, they're on the level of like cockroaches, like to be able to survive the apocalypse. Mm-hmm. Is that, that's my sense of it. Would that be somewhat correct? Yeah, yeah. They say bed bugs and cockroaches are going to survive. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's ridiculous. Like you can move into an apartment where someone had bed bugs. Uh, 11 months before and no one's lived there and you'll move all your stuff in you won't be able to tell they're there they're like in the walls in the baseboards like you know behind the crown moldings and then you know you'll set up your bed and they will just flock the second they like they're attracted to like carbon dioxide that you exhale when you sleep and so they'll they'll smell you and they'll come all rushing out again has sci-fi made one of its like thirty thousand dollar like like B movies with like Megalosaurus about like bed bugs or bed bugs 3D? Because it sounds pretty damn freaky. Like these things will come sensing out like something like T1000. Like but but all it does is suck your blood. I mean to me I don't know it sounds kind of gross. Um, I want to go back once again to this whole New York thing just because I'm obsessed with New York. Um, so but we actually kind you of know have why you're more... obsessed with New York. Because you're from fucking Boston. Oh. <laughs> I think we can talk about Want that Want some later. Vaseline for that burn? <laughs> <laughs> but we can lord over New York the fact that we have, we have more bed bugs. I mean, I mean, in some ways, you know, if it is this kind of universal kind of cultural thing, like you're probably getting it, should we, should we be lording it over New York that we actually have more bed bugs? Well, well, let me ask a point of clarification. Was it Are we higher than New York in terms of per capita or total reported incidents? Well, it's totally unclear. So, like, there's no real way to measure it. But, but Orkin and Terminix, you know, two pest control, you know, giants, have put out these rankings. And it's only based on calls to Orkin and Terminix. So um, in those rankings, Denver is higher than New York. But that might be because New York has more pest control companies and not everybody calls Orkin and Terminix, right. you know. So it's completely unclear. I mean, if I was to guess, I would guess New York had more bed bugs than <laughs> oh, Denver. Sure. So, um, no, Joel, I don't think we can okay. lord that over now, New York. Other than that really kind of insightful thought, which is the fact that we don't have a whole lot of kind of bed bug companies, why else might, might, might Denver – just have a lot of bed bugs. I mean, if we do, I mean, why might that be? Yeah, I, I don't, I don't really think anyone knows. I mean, they're wondering if it has something to do with the climate. Um, they're wondering, you know, there's not a lot of maybe big cities in the West, and so if people are traveling, they're going to travel through Denver and they're going to bring them here. Um, I don't know. It's, it's nobody really knows. It's a mystery. It's a mystery. So these things don't really like hurt you if they bite you, do they? I mean, no. Do you feel anything? Well, no. You it, it, from your story, it says they're they're worse than a mosquito bite in terms of itching, and then you can scratch them and get pussy, and you know it's it's very unpleasant. Well, it's 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 actually um, different people react to them differently. So, like they say something like one third <laughs> of the population doesn't get any reaction at all. So, like you could be you know getting feasted upon and you wouldn't know. Or it's like, just like herpes. Yeah, you could be laying in bed with your wife. <laughs> and and, <laughs> um, and then, nothing and then to what do with happens, herpes. Melanie? Um, <laughs> well, no, her, most people then, 
who are carrying herpes don't have any outward symptoms right. of it. Yeah. Or you could, you know, there could be two people sleeping in the same bed. One person is getting eaten alive and the other person is too, but they don't have any bites. And so they're like, well, I'm not getting bit. What's wrong with you? No. So that's, that's a little bit tricky. I mean, other thing that's fascinating. I mean, just literally, I'm sure, I'm sure you've heard this too this week. This story's been out, what, for three or four <laughs> days now? For four or five days now. Mm-hmm. And as we expected at Westward, there's been a huge response to it. People are definitely talking on this topic. Bed bugs is one of those really uh, sticky topics. And as we've been talking about, yes, it's unpleasant, it's kind of gross, but why are people so fascinated? By the whole bed bug. I think infestations and uh, it's kind of invades your sense of privacy in the same way the shower scene from Psycho kind of freaked everyone the fuck out. Same, and I also blame Creep Show. Remember the Creep Show and then that cockroach part of Creep Show? Oh, you guys. Oh no, I think it sounds vaguely familiar. All right. Anyway, but it's it's it it messes with your sense of security mm-hmm. in, in places where you normally feel secure. Yeah. I, I'm guessing that's why people are obsessed with it. Yeah. Now, talking about um, messing with your sense of security, I want to talk about this video that Melody put up on her website. I mean, I'm actually, I don't want to just talk about the video. I want to talk about uh, the headline. Now, <laughs> did you come up with this headline? Or? I did. Okay, I did. so please uh, tell us what the headline was for the video that accompanied your story at Westward. I think it was bedbugs, colon... Watch them suck human blood, uh, defecate, and have sex. <laughs> I mean, that right there is some serious sor- uh, search engine optimization. If I ever, if I ever heard it, I mean, I it might be like the greatest headline of all time. You know, if you could have thrown in like Charlie Sheen in there, like maybe would have got some more hits. I mean, I mean, come on. I mean, and clearly, I'm sure that's gotten like a lot of hits, right? Have I people think been so. watching these yeah. bed bugs defecate on each other and then have sex? And yes, I think I posted it. Yeah, on my Facebook page, and I, you know, within <laughs> ten minutes, I had like you know nine friends had posted <laughs> comments about it. So I so, think so. So so what do you take from that, Melanie? Like, what do you take from the reaction? You know, you work, you work all these all these really just thoughtful, hardcore investigative stories. Very, you know, sometimes I know sometimes these stories don't get a lot of response, and then you put up a video of bed bugs fucking and having <laughs> and shitting. Everyone's like whoopee! Like, what do you take from this about about our society today? I just go home and cry myself to sleep, <laughs> cry in the shower. No, I'm just kidding. I don't know. I mean, bed bugs is universal, right? Everyone's afraid of it. You're right. Everyone's afraid of getting eaten alive while you're sleeping in your bed. Well, there we have it. Here we have it. <laughs> uh, any more on bed bugs, or should we move on to a much larger critter infestation? I think we can move on. Yeah, All let's right. do it. Uh, so Denver Zoo is getting what I understand to be one of the largest or one of the only sort of areas for male uh, Asian elephants. Yes. And you, you wrote about this. It's it's They're halfway done. It's going to be opening next year, I believe, I 2012. Spring of 2012, yeah. And uh, the, it's going to be a mixture. It's a whole exhibit with a bunch of different tro- uh, tropical Asian um, mammals. Mm-hmm. Yep. And what's the big deal about it? So the big deal is that so Asian elephants are endangered, and um, zoos have been very hesitant to breed them because housing male elephants, like almost any elephant, I guarantee anyone in America has ever seen, is a is a female elephant. Because the male elephants are just, they're big, and they're smelly, and they're more aggressive, and they go through this thing called must, which is like, it's like, 
Joe. I love Melanie's description of roasting. I just, I just enjoy it. So I want you to describe in detail what the must thing is. Basically, it's 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 this big hormonal reaction, and it can last anywhere from days to months. And they raw testosterone like leaks from these glands on either side of their head, and they constantly dribble urine, and it it smells bad, and they get really. Um, the, the zoo curator described it to me as they're only interested in two things that start with F and one is fighting. And then he let me fill in the rest. Fandango? Basically, (laughs) they're just these big hormonal, you know, sex seeking giant things. And they go around and, you know, they're trying to like sniff out the ladies. And then if they find one, they will like fight over her, like literally like beat each other up. And I'm just curious, as someone who lives relatively near the Denver Zoo, will it smell any worse? Will, I be, will, I, will we be hearing this? Because I, I mean, I, I'm in City Park not infrequently. Did is there going to be a noticeable effect? I I don't know. I I think you're going to be able to smell it. I don't know about an author City you're Park. Be able to smell raw testosterone but in, in faces. The zoo. God. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think um, uh, one elephant. Researcher in my story, he said the smell was evil. So he described. So there will be an evil. It's a scientific smell. definition, yeah, right there. Yeah. Evil. So um, it's unclear. Like I think they're going to try and keep the musk elephants. If two of them are in musk at the same time, keep them separated so they're not fighting like within yep. the exhibit. But like, there's no telling. Like all eight of them, they could like start a chain reaction, and it's unclear whether like, um, you know, if one bull goes into musk, if that will trigger another one. Like, so no one has ever done this before. So basically, yeah. they are, they are, they're going where no one has gone before. Yep. Right here in Denver. Yes. With and giant it's a huge, elephants. I mean, it's a huge project. It's like a $50 million project, yeah. correct? Yep. Yep. And this is what, if you're, I'm just curious, if you're walking around the lake and you're facing north, this is that whole construction project that you yes. see, right? It's yeah. hu- And I will say, having walked by this many times, it's huge. I, I had been wondering what the hell... I knew it was a zoo extension of some sort, but now I guess I know. And then, how many more males are they adding? It was I think you said six or eight? They have zero males right now. They have two females, Mimi and Dolly, and they now will have the facilities um, to house up to eight, which will be the most males in one place in all of North America. So they um, uh, they will probably be getting males from other zoos. Uh, they don't know who yet. So it would be awesome if one of them was named Stampy. <laughs> I, I'm from a, from a marketing standpoint, you know, from The Simpsons, from if, if the marketing standpoint, that would be a great come see Stampy. I think marketing all they have to do is just describe this whole musk thing, and people will be like, "What's that?" Well, you interviewed one of the people from the zoo who said they they're not looking at this as this isn't going to cause an upsurge in attendance. They they don't think, uh, which I, I find you know that's sober. Um, and and interesting, mm-hmm. uh, and may, maybe a little sad. I, I don't know. Uh, I mean, I think I think the zoo really sees it as um, you know this is part of conservation effort. Like we're not doing this as a gimmick to draw in zoo visitors. We want to do this to save the Asian elephant. Right. So I think that's more kind of where they're coming from. I mean, I'd go to the zoo and see that. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I mean, they should they should seriously just have some webcams and they just make a lot of money on that. I mean, yeah. So so in general, you know, this is theoretically a really good thing to yeah. have this. And I mean, so, I mean, why? I mean, what, what is the problem here that this whole, this whole project that kind of hopes to fix? Just the fact that 
they oh, they just aren't. Yeah, I mean, basically, um, uh, like all the zoos, they get together and have this conference like once a year, and they talk about like how to help endangered species. And so, um, elephant breeding is pretty hard to do. Um, and so, and part of the reason is because there are so few males. And so, um, yeah, that their plan a couple years ago was to just introduce or have more males in zoos so that they can breed them. And usually what that looks like is like, they'll either fly in or somehow, I don't know if they fly them, somehow transport the female to the Denver zoo. And then they'll like set up a male and a female and they'll like let nature take its course or they can like do artificial insemination which involves collecting sperm from these male elephants whose penises are four feet long. <laughs> Man, this is so much great scientific fact in this episode. I love it. I love it. We should. I think we have a quiz at the end. I you think, know, but... uh, what is it, Steve-O and the other Chris Pontius are, you must be just uh, <laughs> getting a wreck themselves if they, if they knew what, what was uh, what was on its way here. No, uh, John, you brought up something this week about, as we were planning about concerns about whether or not there should be oh, whether elephants, elephants should be in zoos. Mm-hmm. I mean, I understand from the they're endangered and we need to breed them. That that I I get, but I think there was a, there was a story in the New York Times Magazine. This is a while back. I want to say at least five or six years ago, and I think it was about more focusing on the African elephants than the Asian, but just saying that they're they're almost too smart to be locked up in, in traditional zoos. And there's talk about. Them go kind of going off the rails even in Africa. I just remember the the highlight of the story wasn't involving zoos, but it was involving an elephant raping a hippopotamus. Oh my gosh! Like the elephants that are just so pissed off from human contact that they're just going going crazy. Uh, but I, it did raise the question about whether elephants are, are should be in zoos at all. Yeah, I mean, I th- and I think you know there were a lot of comments on the story to that effect, you know, these groups that don't think they should be. And I think it's just because they're so big, like compared to anything else, right? They're so big and they're used to having these like vast, like, I think elephants in the wild, like they're pretty like, they roam, you know, that's kind of what, what they do. And like the males, you know, they break off from the, their, the, the females all live together, but the males are all sort of loners. And so, like, especially the males kind of, like, wander around by themselves, and maybe they'll group up for a while. But And so then, you know, keeping them all within a couple feet of each other is kind of contrary to their nature. So, Right. So, I mean, you've been, you've been following the story for quite a while now, Melanie. Yeah, for like a year and a half. So, I mean, considering everything, when it comes down to it for you, is this a good thing or a bad thing with it? what the zoo is doing? Mm, I don't know. I, I don't really know if if I agree that, you know, I, I like going to the zoo. I like zoos. I'm not really sure if I agree where I kind of fall on whether or not elephants should be in zoos. Um, but assuming that you think they should be, I think Denver is doing a very noble thing, um, a very ballsy thing. So I don't know. I mean, I'm kind of proud of the city that it's taking this on, but but it's, you know... It's kind of exciting to watch because it could all <laughs> who knows what could happen. I mean could I, mean, I guess I'm, I'm I have no idea that anyone's going to have an answer to this question but could this project be done in a game sanctuary? I know there's a really big elephant sanctuary in Tennessee um, where you're you're unfortunately you're not allowed to go and see see them. Mm-hmm. But could would it be more humane to to put them in in a reserve like that? That would be my my open-ended question, but I'm guessing reserves like that don't get the funding that zoos get. Yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah, and I think there are, like, I think only half of the elephants in North America are in zoos, and the rest are in mostly in reserves. So I think there are, yeah, okay. a lot of them there. Um, all right, anyone, any other elephant commentary? All right, let's move on to less important topics. Uh, like the loss of uh, Carmelo Anthony to the New York Knicks, which also means Lala, his lovely wife, and quasi-celebrity. I, I, I'm an ignoramus here. Did she have any celebrity stat- status before marrying uh, uh, getting married or hooking up with uh, Mello? Yeah, she was an MTV VJ, like way back uh, in the day. Okay, not way back in the way back in the day. Not no, I, I think so this it must was have still been in the nineties. Like, yeah, so beyond the fact that VJs actually did anything on MTV, right? Yeah. Okay, <laughs> fair enough. Fair enough. <laughs> as long as we're clear. And now she's been on a bunch of reality shows. Like, um, uh, I think she was on this reality show called like Charm School that takes like like bitches and like tries to make them <laughs> into nice girls and she was like one of the judges i think okay she wasn't she wasn't no 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 like no, that she's wasn't been here on a bunch Denver, of was it? I mean, no no but i mean so but so the idea that she was one of our few like 21st century faux celebrities and clearly faux celebrities have some serious cachet today and that's the one we had right yeah was yeah, lala yeah i mean every city should have one faux celebrity assumedly <laughs> right i mean seaside has what Six, like Ronnie and Situation <laughs> and Sammy, and we all wish we could be like Seaside New Jersey, but we can't. So I mean, so what? So what does that leave us with, Melanie? I mean, I don't know. I don't know. I mean, hopefully one of the new Nuggets will hook up with some MTV VJ. So, so, so who should the Nuggets? Yeah. So that's actually that's actually figures out for them. Like, who would be the best faux celebrity that one of the Nuggets could bring to town? I, I don't watch basketball. <laughs> no, no, you don't no. watch basketball. All you have to do is read People magazine, reality is, television. You know, the supermarket aisle. Like, like, which faux celebrity would we want to have here in Denver? I see. I'd rather have someone homegrown. I'd rather have someone make it and then stay here. So, so what? So, but, but the whole thing about being a faux celebrity is that you don't actually make anything. You just become <laughs> a faux celebrity, right? Yeah. I, I'm not yeah, I'm not on the faux celebrity bandwagon. So you don't think we should have a faux celebrity? No, I think we should either have a real celebrity or I kind of like the idea that Denver's small enough that if you if you claim you're a Denver celebrity, <laughs> you are a Denver. Like fuck it, I'm a Denver celebrity. <laughs> you are a Denver celebrity. Uh that that's what I what I kind of in, enjoy about it. Uh and the fact that yeah, anyone who seems to make it in whatever field invariably leaves i don't know if that's totally true but now you know we lost hunter s thompson um who who do we have you know we lost heidi montag right uh, <laughs> balloon, Denver. balloon boy's dad's gone yep right? yeah um i mean what about we the do real seem to cast? generate like the crazy post celebrities now i think more post celebrities are becoming the crazy post celebrities but we helped start the whole kind of crazy celebrity thing here i mean we've had some real crazies um uh, the Osama. Oh, Osama uh, bin Laden hunter. Yeah. Really, yeah. He's still here. Yep. But he doesn't do anything since that. I don't think he tweets, which is, which is, a, which is, which is a downside to him. <laughs> <laughs> no, we, I mean, so, so do we have any celebrities left? I mean, our sports stars. Hick and, Lo- Hick and Looper. Yeah, I think in terms of no. politicals, he's kind of that kind of, he, he kind of fits that because he's kind of like, you know, it's kind of fun. We have Ted Haggard. Oh, Ted Haggard yeah. uh, and James Dobson. So we have the, those <laughs> uh, not that popular. Yeah, but these are like depressing celebrities. I'll, t- I'll take depressing. Oh, um, we have the pizza guy who was on The Bachelor. Yeah, but no one's heard about the, the pizza guy. 
Man, this is this bummer. Well, hey, at least we still have bed bugs. Then we have lots of uh, giant male elephants leaking testosterone from yeah. their faces. And we could have. I was in Boulder yesterday, and there was a real world casting going on, and the line was stretching <laughs> around the street. Are they so, going to do it in Boulder? No. I don't think so. Okay. I think they're just looking for cast members for the newest real world. Well, Aspen, Aspen has any. I wouldn't even count Aspen as. Colorado celebrities because they're just kind of fly. They're they're the equivalent of bridge and tunnel people except private jets. Mm-hmm. Um, so I know we're, we're pro- we'll probably get stuff on Facebook and Twitter that we've forgotten fifteen really significant people. Um, but I also I also almost rule athletes out on some level just because they have to be here. And right. even then, they're like the Aspen sort of glitterati who the second they get done with their contract, they're gone. They're not gonna you know or they they. They have a little apartment here, but they don't. They're not from here, right? You right. know. So let's go back for a second and look at this whole kind of la la phenomenon. I mean, so she really didn't. She had no value to begin with, <laughs> other than she was like a fake <laughs> VJ. I mean, what made her the celebrity? Like, like I mean, why were we at least marginally excited that we had Lala? Because she was on TV. So that's it. As long as you're on TV. She was on VH1 and MTV. For what, though? I mean, it's kind of like the chicken of the egg. Like, why was she on TV? Because she, she was on TV? She hosted the reunion show of Flavor of Love. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah that, was, uh, <laughs> that was a big television moment. Yeah. So, I mean, that's pretty high profile. So basically, if we want to create a celebrity, we have to get them on TV somehow. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Mm. And then they have to drive around a pink... Range Rover. Pink Range Rover. Okay. Did, did anyone ever see it? I never saw it. I never saw it. Hmm. Unclear whether... I guess it resided in Denver. They all... all Don't all of them live practically in this compound in like Cherry Hills or wherever? Uh, all the all the professional athletes have these mm-hmm. horrible McMansions. Um, there, here I am resorting to cultural stereotypes, but fuck it. Um, <laughs> it, it is weird when we could have 30 more celebrities in town and, and we would never know it. Yeah. That, that's that, that's my hypothesis. I don't know. Do they go out in Denver? Like where would they? Like it's not as if not as if we go out to those places. But I mean, where would they go if they went out to Denver? If they went out for a good time. Lodo. Yeah. But. Mm. Well, are, like like is there like a different Denver somewhere that we're not invited to? It's actually really cool that all these other I, that Lala goes to. With I know that some second string nuggets live in the Bovalon. Okay. And there have been some Ronaldo Balkman sightings at the King Supers on 13th. <laughs> King Supers? On 13th, yeah. What would Ronaldo be doing at King Supers? Oh, man, See, I Since you guys write for Westward, <laughs> I, I think you should we, – we should start a version of Gawker Stalker for Westward. Just, you know, we're stalking these 12 people who are moderately famous. But, you know, I, I have a friend who works at, at the bookstore on, on Capitol Hill um, – and he see he sees Hickenlooper on his bike all the time. Yeah. Um. But, you know. Okay. So I, I mean, kind of okay. I, I want to know if Hickenlooper's you know heading east on Colfax on his bike. I, I kind of want to know that. Yeah, a little bit. Not you too are, much, but yeah. Yeah, I mean, you, you don't want to get the Secret Service after you, like knowing where Hickenlooper is going on. His, no, 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 no. Okay. But I, I just kind of like the idea. You know. It's cute. I mean, so going back to this point, so like, let's say that let's say Westbury like started this kind of this whole stalker thing. Could we just pick like three random people in Denver, if being a small enough town, be like, Jeff's going to Chipotle right now? And it was like, oh wait, Jeff's at Chipotle. And I mean, I mean, could we actually just create faux celebrities? As you said, I mean, what starts it? Could we do that? Well, the, like Melanie said, they'd have to be on TV. Yeah. Okay. That's just that's just point blank. I oh, know who is another local celebrity who I love? Fucking crazy sign guy. 
the Hillary yeah. Hillary raped Juanita. Yeah, uh, that guy is a local celebrity. But I don't want to know that much about that guy. I don't want to know what he's like. I don't <laughs> Adam Caden on... Holland wrote a, a piece about him uh, a few years back. It was pretty. He's shockingly he used to work for the Postal Service. <laughs> I, know, I know. I know that's shocking. But anyway, okay. Uh, Anything else on celebrity, or should we move on to love? No, and hate? goodbye, Lala. I'm goodbye, Lala. <laughs> Bye. Sorry, uh, we never hung out. Thanks for not returning my calls. Um, I love you. <laughs> All right, loves and hates. Uh, Joel, what do you got? I have a hate this week. I'm going to hate on the Public Utilities Commission. The Public Utilities Commission here in Colorado kind of regulates a lot of different industries, including the taxi industry. And I've been writing about the taxi industry for a bit here in Colorado. Focusing on how this one cab company made up of all these East African um, immigrants to this country who claim kind of abuse and discrimination and existing cab companies like Yellow Cab and Metro have been trying for literally about three years now to start their, their, their own cab company. Literally for three years, the Public Utilities Commission has said, no, you can't do this, we don't need any more cabs, etc., etc. Just this past week, Public Utilities Commission allowed 300 more taxi cabs on Denver streets, 150 of them for Yellow Cab, which is like the biggest, oldest cab company in town. Uh, this company sent me a three-page letter when I wrote about this other kind of attempted startup saying, explaining how Denver does not need any more taxi cabs. Unless there are. Yes, yes. So yay, Public Utilities Commission. Interesting. That's all I have to say. Have a little bit of hate. Melanie, what do you got? Um, I guess I'm going to love slash hate um, the drama going on around the Denver Public Schools supposed recall of or proposed recall of the board president, Nate Easley. Um, it's creating all these weird little side dramas like that the editor of the Cherry Creek News outed this like supposed anonymous blogger on Colorado Polls. Uh, she owns a doggy daycare in Estes Park, and she wrote something critical of the recall, and he um, uh, made an effort to figure out who she was and then posted that information online. And then the, the latest is that there's this website, uh, a fake website someone made, supposedly under Nate Easley's name, um, that is just totally kind of making fun of him. And it's 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 just... It's just turning into adults acting silly. Oh, well, maybe this is maybe a topic for a later uh, diatribe, yeah. perhaps. Um, interesting. I'm though you, you had a bit too much ambivalence for your love and hate. Just, <laughs> yeah, have, just for hated. next time. For next time, <laughs> get get off the fence, lady. Um, but I'm gonna hate on an old topic for me. Uh, only old in that I don't have any recent examples on the tip of my tongue, but it is a practice uh, that Westward, unfortunately, does in the Best Of issue, and 5280 is also guilty of it. And because of the Oscars last week, that's why it's on my mind, but it's, there always is this best local movie reference, and it, it drives me friggin' crazy. The one I remember most was from a while back. It was from Match Point when Scarlett Johansson's character was from Boulder. And they had to, it's just like when you're an editor at one of these publications in a, in a flyover city, in a third tier city, quite frankly. Um, you're just like, did, did, did someone mention da, 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 Denver? Oh, nothing makes you seem more like a fucking flyover rube than taking your Sharpie out and circling Denver in any sort of national media attention. Uh, and, and, you know, Westward's blog, no offense, does this all the time, and it's embarrassing. <laughs> Stop. Unless it's really worthy, 
it's a national mention, just let it, you know, New York Times drops Denver's name. You don't always have to amplify it. Sorry, you just don't. That's what I got. So the Even, whole thing today when we were, we were talking about uh, Lala, that was basically <laughs> us doing exactly what you just said. Were we not? <laughs> well, Lala actually lived here for six years. Okay, so yeah. it was more than a blip. Yeah. But, but if but if uh, if it's mentioned on Thirty Rock, we shouldn't then mention it again. No. Wait, it was mentioned on Thirty Rock? It what? totally was. <laughs> oh, oh my God! Did you see it? I I probably saw it, but I don't remember the reference because I'm not looking for him. <laughs> all right, that's all the looking for local references we have time for on the podcast. Check us out on Twitter at Denver Diatribe. Go to our website, denverdiatribe.com. Subscribe to the podcast on iTunes and uh, watch out for bed bugs. For Joel Warner and Melanie, we are out. Yeah.